0: we'll start okay. we're gonna go back to the progress okay Where is, what is my
1: brother doing i wonder what he's doing
0: all right welcome everybody back
2: to hot marriage cool parents
0: that's my announcer voice welcome you to hot to, marriage cool parents
2: you used to have an announcer voice on
1: remember in the beginning of the yes. podcast and i was like doug you got your announcer doug voice talk on regular <laughs> it's like, I think I am talking regular. But you would be like, welcome back to Hot Marriage, Cool Parents.
0: <laughs> I was auditioning for anybody out there that needs a nasally spokesman. I'm available.
1: And I hired you right on the spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Welcome back to everyone who's listening. I'm your host, Jamie Otis Hainer.
0: And I'm Douglas Hainer. No Otis in there.
2: It, I, I keep trying to convince him that he should add an Otis in there. But he's yet to listen to me. Yeah, Otis
0: was my very first dog name when I was a kid. Not for nothing. That's kind of fate, I guess. I mean,
2: I'm not even kidding. I genuinely think there's something to that. Like, what are the chances that A, you marry a stranger, and B, that stranger actually had a dog?
0: I mean, of all the last names that you could have picked, you picked Otis.
2: I didn't pick Otis.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I guess you My couldn't.
2: mom did. It wasn't my dad, which that's a few episodes back. Yes. I got my last name not from my father. I didn't know my father. And speaking of that, Doug, last night I had a dream about my father. So I met my father or geez, listen
0: to me. Yeah. Well, we, we should we should kind of backpedal. So if anybody is new to Hot Marriage Cool Parents, Jamie was searching and searching and searching, pretty much her whole life, to find out who her real father was. I mean, it was my whole life. Yeah, for I mean,
2: thirty-three years.
0: You went through how many paternity tests?
2: I thought four, but then I talked to my mom, and she said that it was actually five. And I was like, okay, so I mean, I was young. When it sounds it like a
0: Moripovich.
2: <laughs> I know it really show. does. But um, the only one that I remember. I mean, I went through a lot of paternity tests because when you're our, my mom was on welfare. And so, and she, and like rightfully so she had five kids and I just like, don't, there's no shame to being on welfare if you ask me, but in any case, when you're on welfare, they, um, they, they make you find the father for child support And my, I didn't have a, a name for the father on my birth certificate. So
0: is there more? So for child support though, would, would finding out who your father was, that would, give your mom a claim to child support or is there more of a benefit from the state
2: it's definitely a more benefit from the state my mom wouldn't really even see it because they well first of all it's not like my father had a ton of money whoever he was and so but they would just get a little bit recouped from giving my mom food stamps and cash for to like support our family I mean we had rent assistance we had we literally lived off the government which not for nothing but um some people think that that's you know, people have all sorts of different opinions about that. But for me, that is a system that worked so well, because now I am paying taxes, and I am paying back probably far more than my mom ever even received, because I have worked really, really hard to like get to where I'm at. And so that you don't is realize
0: a, how necessary it is, though. I mean, that was being spent on, I mean, you have three sisters and a brother.
2: Yeah, exactly. And my mom, Uh, bless her heart, you know, she had zero support and was with a man who was in and out of jail abusing her. And so there's a lot of, I don't know, controversy about how much money we pay in taxes and all that jazz. But for me, I am happy to pay. Of course, I don't want to pay extra in taxes. No one wants to. But I am happy to pay every single dime because I know that there is a child out there who's probably living off of food stamps. And one day they maybe their mom won't ever be able to break that cycle because she has maybe like my mother had zero support was with the man who was beating her. You know, she had these five kids and could barely, you know, at least, at least we weren't in foster care, you know? Yeah. I mean, she tried her Or best. homeless. I mean, oh, really? Well, there were a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple yeah, times, almost. but anyways, <laughs> uh, we will skip that part. But what I'm saying though, is that for those of us who have to pay thousands of dollars in taxes, I just hope you know that, you know, that that money is truly going. I mean, my, I was a product of the system and it is truly going to children who need it and their parents who need it. And not every single one of those children are just going to follow the cycle. Right. And so, I mean, it's hard to, of course, pay our taxes, but it's good to know that you're actually helping someone who, you know, it's not all just like, I mean, I guess it goes elsewhere too, but I always just envision yeah. I'm helping a child. <laughs> Anyways, how do we go on that topic? I don't know. Oh, because yes, my dream. Going
0: back to your, yeah, seeing your dad and your dream. Yes. Day.
2: So last night I had this dream that my mom and also I I haven't even talked to my mom. It's a long story. If you follow, you know, me on social media, then you probably know that we have a bit of a different relationship. And you know, if you listen to the podcast, we're very, very open and like far more transparent on here because it's just easier to be, you can have so much time to be able to talk. But um, my mom and I have a tough relationship, but last night I had a dream about my mom and she came to me and she said, did you like, we just found out your father is alive. So backpedaling again, although I'm sure if you're listening, you probably know the story, but I didn't know my father. I had many, many paternity tests. They all came out negative. And then when I was 33, I did, and actually before I was 33, when I was like in my twenties as a nursing student or nursing, as, as a nurse, I saw the ad on TV for and uh, 23andMe, which is like Find missing relatives. Find out about your history. There's
0: Ancestry or Ancestor.com and then 23andMe.
2: Yeah, those are the two prominent ones. And so I did 23andMe and tried finding the match, try finding the match. I mean, this isn't necessarily the cheapest test. And so I felt like I was just going to try the one. But if that commercial would have been the Ancestry commercial, because after I had Henley I ended up investing in the ancestry because I was like I just want to know who my father is so badly and I just could never let it go and here I am like 32 at the point I think yeah and just couldn't let it go and so then I saw a the Ancestry commercial and decided to do these commercials. They really get me. But, um, <laughs> back like, when
0: people actually watched commercials,
2: I know. Well, back when we watched cable TV, but I haven't watched cable TV in so long. But, um, anyways, we, I saw the Ancestry one decided to do that. The 23andMe, obviously nothing ever amounted from it, but the Ancestry one, I got all of these different results. And one was like either an ant or a cousin or not. And, and it's the first name was Luanne. And so I skipped out reaching to her because I felt like, Oh, that was my, aunt, that's my cousin Luann from my mom's side. I mean, how many Luann? I don't know any Luannes. <laughs> the only Luann I know is my cousin Luann, And so I was like, Oh, that's gotta be her and her last name. Well, I can't, I don't want to share their last right. names just for their privacy, but their last names are very, very similar. And so it was just very, very, so I just was like, Oh, that's my cousin. Okay. Moving on to the next person below the list. And so I feel like God, for whatever reason, this part I could cry about because you know sometimes you're given things in life that you don't understand. And this is something I do not understand. For some reason, God did not want me to know my father because if that 23andMe commercial was, would have been Ancestry, I would have met my dad before he died. If I would have reached out to my Aunt Luann, who is my dad's sister, I probably would have had a chance to talk to him just briefly before he died. And really all I ever wanted in life was to just talk to him briefly and the truth of the matter is is ever since i was a child i was very very scared that one day i would find my father well i really just i like doubted that i would ever find him unfortunately and that's not good to put out into the universe but i also was so scared that he will he would have lady i know come on me too lady uh you're making us look like amateurs barking yeah really there's nothing (laughs) out there um but you know that we are very I guess, unprofessional as yeah, usually Jamie's either breastfeeding
0: or we have our kids telling him to be quiet.
2: Not going to lie. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you'll <laughs> see that I'm wearing a sweater because I did not put a bra on. And I was like, no one wants to see these saggy baggies <laughs> on, the, on the on the behind the scenes video. Except for me. Yeah. Except for my husband. Luckily, he still likes them. But I was like, let me just, instead of putting a bra on, I'll just throw on a cover up sweater. <laughs> and it's that's what I It's a million did.
0: degrees in here. Jamie's in a sweater. It's not
2: that hot. <laughs> um but anyways so back to the story before a lady so rudely interrupted us lady girl (laughs) she's our guard dog um but yeah so where was i at doug what was i saying
0: oh uh ancestry.com and about how you um how you just wanted to speak with him yeah and just wanted to know who he was yeah
2: and so, needless to say, I didn't get the chance to ever talk to him because he had died just like two months, mm-hmm. I think it was like two and a half months precisely. yeah, p- like prior to me finding out who he was. and right.
0: so and well to, to to round out where you were going with that. so um, your cousin, uh, the name Luann... When you look back at Ancestry, you realize that this Luann had a different name than your cousin.
2: Well, not not that's not how it happened though. I don't know if you remember, but I already shared I think this on the podcast way back, and we ha- we ta- we cover this in depth if you really want to hear about it. I wish I knew exactly which episode, but it's definitely labeled in the title if you wanted yeah. to go back and listen. But it it wasn't that. I reached out to my loop, my cousin Luann, and I said, hey. You know, because I was just getting dead That's end right. after dead end after dead end with these other people that I was reaching out to, and so then I reached out to my cousin. I said, "Are you on Ancestry?" Because I realized the name didn't exactly match up, but I was yeah. like, "Well, it, I maybe it was it a mistake or something." Yeah, and she's like, "No, I'm not. Why should I be? Like, what's going on over there?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I just about like like I just remember like my like even now it gives me chills and like mm-hmm. when I get like weak almost because I'm like that means. That's my dad's side, and that means si- I found someone. It
0: was a significant match in terms of probability.
2: Yeah, and so, fast forward, she, my aunt Luanne, is. Ah, why do I feel so emotional today? I feel like well, I, turns I out that
0: Aunt Luanne is so paramount to this process and yeah. to understanding your dad's side of the family, because, like you said. By the time you found out and reached out through email, you had found out also that your dad had passed away not too long ago or not too long before you figured it out.
2: Which, of course, is strange for this random child that is claiming to be his child. Because, of course, if my dad had a business. And so that comes with a slew of, why is this girl reaching out now? You know, like, he just died. And so now she claims to be his daughter. And, you know, what does she want kind of thing. But I didn't even, oddly, I was, like, blinded to that. I had just been searching for so long that I didn't even... Consider that. Which, well, it's
0: not even like you. I mean, how, how, why would you even think of that? You know, like you didn't right. know who he was. You, I mean, yeah, I had no yeah. idea
2: he had a business. Yeah. I had no, like zero, <laughs> yeah. like I knew nothing about the man, but I was just so excited to finally find my roots. And there's, you know, there's something to be said for that. And, but what I wanted to say about my Aunt Luann is that she, really like stuck up for me. And now that I'm, now that it's been a couple years, um, that I've known, I mean, now that looking back, I'm like, wow, this woman really went to bat for me because especially she, within their yeah, side of the family and like, you know, just like trusting me, trusting that I'm not just an awful vicious person. We had some very candid conversations about what my mom claimed about my father. And, um, and then later when I found him, she then claimed you know, some other hor- horrid things about my father. And so I, and I just candidly said that to my aunt, like, do you think that could have been my father? Like, I don't know. Well, and, I
0: think your aunt brought it up too, where she said, you know, was your mom in the drug scene yeah, at the time?
2: Yeah. And of course, you know, my mom kind of was, and my dad, it seems like he was, but needless to say, all of that, <laughs> to just kind of cover <laughs> the fact that I had this dream last night, and I don't ever dream about my father or my mom really. And I had a dream about my mom, saying to me that my father was still alive and they actually found him and he actually wasn't dead and that I get to meet him and you know and then wow yeah I wonder what that means I don't even know but um total random side note but I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet and I was like wanting to tell you because I feel like I don't know what that means but it was just you know I guess it's just probably my internal longing to just meet my father but that's not going to happen, at least not here on earth. So, um,
0: well we, um, I mean the, your dad's dad, um, has been unbelievably accepting of us and our family and accepting of Henley and Hendrix, which is really everything, uh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that we could have asked for. You asked for nothing from their family. You just wanted to, to know them and they've, been more than accommodating uh, oh every gosh. single time that we've been there reached out. I mean, yeah, it's really, they're a special side.
2: Yeah. It's amazing to me for sure to see a little bit more of my roots because I, I've always known that I'm a little different than my mom at least, you know, and I'm like where I must get these like traits from someone and, and nothing like I'm different. My mom, she just had no support. I know my mom would have soared if she would have had more support in her oh. life. But um, and if she didn't like succumb to the drugs, you know.
0: Well, I I mean I remember, um, I remember our wedding, where <laughs> I met you and your family all at the same time for the first time at our wedding. Oh boy, where are you um, going? No, and I just remember you being so different from everybody in your family, uh, you really without knowing without knowing the story. Um, I mean, first of all, you you and your sisters. All look completely different.
2: Well, we I mean, all have different dads. Well, well, that too. But
0: um, you know, you you share some uh, some features with your oldest sister. But oh, that, I do think, I? I think that's the closest. I, I like your foreheads. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, your foreheads are kind of the same. I, I don't know. That's yeah. My
2: forehead. <laughs> I feel like I have a receding hairline. No, heroin. she's got a great
0: forehead. So do you. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. But uh, but also when you know when you know for the the optics of it um you know it was almost like your mom and then your uncle who i originally thought was your dad uh turned out your because your, he was the
2: only man yeah, your uncle dave range.
0: um you know i just remembered them talking about you almost like they didn't know you they were just trying to like put some label on you you were this bible reading wonderful person which i mean you you are a wonderful person and you And i have, do read the bible. You are very faithful to uh to your faith but I just remember going through and you just being so different with the way you acted, your drive, um, and everything else from, from your family. I mean, for, for someone that grew up in that way, uh, for you to recognize that you're in a toxic environment, and if you stay there, there's only a few things that could possibly happen if, if, you, don't, if you don't change your environment, where it's either you get pregnant and drop out of school, Uh, You find someone that's really not, you find a partner that's really not nice to you, and the cycle continues and continues and continues. You knew you wanted to get out of there, and you had this drive to, okay, well, what's my best chance to get out of this place? And nursing, uh, which you were driven to, um, not a lot of people can do that on their own. I mean, you genuinely had nobody.
2: I know. That is it's wild. It's to look pretty back incredible. At. And then I wonder like why I struggle so much now, you know, because when I was younger I had no money. I had also had no support. Literally no support. I had my younger siblings who live with me as my support system because that's all I mean, that's all I had. Like like my aunt I the the whole my whole family just thought we were gonna become like washed up like drug addicts on mm-hmm. the system as well. And no one reached out to say, hey, can I help you? As a matter of fact, they reached out to say, you owe for this, your mom owes for this. Yeah. It, it, And then I'm like, now that I look back, I'm like, shame on all of these adults because we were just children. Yep. And no one had the desire to be like, hey, looks like you're going through a hard time with your mom. Like, I'll just come over and hang with you even, you know? Mm. Like, not, like not even that we wanted, I would have never even accepted money because I am very proud person, which I'm trying yeah. to work on that. Cause it's not, it's not good to be like that, but I wouldn't even, I mean, yeah. So needless to say, now I have my husband and I have, you <laughs> know, my in-laws and I have, um, like Diana who was, you know, I actually hired her to work with us, but like, she has become my best friend and I love her so much. And then Ruth and Kirsten, who, I mean, these women that I've hired become inevitably like family and yeah. they're and definitely like, not oh. help. Yeah, that's right. If you heard a couple episodes ago, I was like,
0: they're not the help. It's
2: just a weird uh, way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And but like, they are so incredibly helpful. So I could see how you would say, (laughs) you know, there are helpers. And I'm like, wait a minute. But (laughs) yeah, but any case, well,
0: um, um, talking about support in the greatest segue ever. We always read our five star reviews, yes. and we love you all for no, for that genuinely, support.
2: Genuinely, yeah, and we will not forget to read that. We just went off on a tangent because I had this dream, and Doug only just got back. He took the kids to um to school this morning, and so we had zero time to talk this morning. And uh, I just <laughs> wanted to tell him about the stream, and then of course you get to hear too because we're here. But yes, honestly, we are so thankful for uh, not for nothing. When I first discovered the power of and the beauty behind social media was when I needed support. Cause I still had none of that support. I mean, I was newly married to Doug, didn't know his family at all. They were very skeptical of me and we lost our firstborn son, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And so. And yeah. That's
0: what really triggered.
2: That is what triggered me to have more of a meaningful, deep connection with quote unquote followers, you know, of mine because they would email me and just so much love and support was pouring into me. And I was like, wow, like, There's a lot of things, Instagram thing, this whole podcast, like uh, this was before the podcast, but like I had a blog at the time and it's like the way that like strangers reached out to me to pour love into me and to pour hope into me. I was like, this is something like I want, I want, and then it's like, I want to get to know them more each and every single one of them, Mm -hmm. which then caused us to, to start this podcast.
0: As you're navigating through some of the toxic energy that also comes with social media, it there, like you said, there is, there's a lot of beauty in it. There's a lot of, there's a sense of community that you can build. And that's the great part about social media um, is community. And especially bringing up certain topics that are almost taboo to say out loud. And, you know, you find people saying, thank you for talking about this, thank you for bringing this up, and, you know, I I can't tell you how many messages that I've seen, and and I will get to the five-star review, um, but how many messages I saw after uh, we lost our son, Jonathan, by saying, you know, we, I lost my baby, uh, we had a miscarriage, or, you know, we, you know, whatever it was, they went through it alone because they weren't supposed yeah. to talk about it until some magical week when you could finally reveal that you're pregnant. And turns out that, that happened to a lot of people. Yeah,
2: and turns out there isn't a magical week because I was in my second trimester and still lost him. So there isn't a magical week, and the pain, you know, doesn't disappear if you're not in that second trimester. Yeah. You know, so. I think that that was really healing for me to see for others, but also for others to see that, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only one who went through this. And now it's, you know, it's been seven years, which is wild, but I feel like it's really gotten, I mean, not everywhere, but I feel like it has become a little bit more acceptable to talk about because us women need to support each other. I mean, it's one in four pregnancies ends in a loss. And so if that's the true case, why are we hiding it and trying to just like be stoic and fake, like yeah. you know, and just slap a smile on our face? Like well, we're not robots, we're not machines.
0: Yeah, but I, I also think that when you when you start to talk about it, especially because you, you're you're sharing it within your community, so that just shows you the power of sharing. Because yeah. I mean, you you spend a lot of time on social media. And it's almost become the norm and people are sharing, people are are, uh, really gaining a lot from meaningful conversations and helping them with life and, you know, in their own lives. But when you create that sense of community, that's the, that's the beauty of it.
2: Yeah. And I genuinely love the community that I have. Like you listening right now, you are part of that community. And we are so thankful for you truly, because it's like when you reach out and you for example, write that five-star review and you just like, it's like we get to to connect with you on a deeper level. And, or like when you DM or comment or, you know, (laughs) I I did meetups as well. And I really want to get back to that. And we were, before COVID happened, we were going to bring this podcast on the road yeah, and then COVID happened. So,
0: well, this, this five-star review comes from Jagles Bagels, one, two, four.
2: Hey, Jagles Bagels. (laughs) Do you want to read it? Sure. I'm so very happy you guys came back to podcasting. I love how open and raw you are about marriage, parenting, and everyday life struggles through these things. It's so easy to make everything look like a fairy tale, but we all know there's no such thing. I'm so proud of Doug for sharing his journey with addiction with us. I am so proud of him too, Jay Jay Bagels. thank you. Jay Bagels. Jay, what was it? Jagles bagels Jaygles, bagels. I'm proud of him too. Jagles bagels. <laughs> <laughs> um, you. and I love when you have a different name like that. Cause then, you know, I'm reading your five-star review. <laughs> uh, but back to it. So I just, oh my gosh, this is sad. Well, I just lost my brother to addiction in late May and listening to him open up about this topic on the podcast is re- is reassuring that maybe it may save someone. I love how positive Jamie is and how amazingly well she advocates for all women. Together, you are such a power couple. Keep up the good work, trust and believe in God, and you both will get everything you deserve in life. So Doug obviously read this one and before I had a chance to, and that was like, oh, that just hit me hard. Yeah.
0: You don't, I mean, you don't realize how many people this is affecting. I mean, it, when they talk about an epidemic, it's an epidemic.
2: Yeah. It's really so sad, and
0: you know the at the time when I was heavy into opiates, there wasn't this fentanyl. Like it, it, it was easier to get these medications because they hadn't started to hadn't regulated it yet. Um, and now you have no idea what you're taking, and that is so scary for any parent, um, any kid. But you know addiction is a disease and safety and health is not your first priority Yeah. at that point. And, you know, I think about all the times that I could have died, you know, like legit, just taking too much and not knowing what your limit is. Um, you know, even in, even in college, it's like you, you, you start to think that you're like a Superman, <laughs> like you could just get and and the horrible part of opiates is you build a tolerance so quickly that you have to take more and more and more You know, and and there was there was one time where my sister had to wake me up f- because she heard me like coughing in my sleep. Really? Um, I don't I don't know if I if I ever You've mentioned never this. Never
2: told me this. Wow, Doug, you All have right. not told me so many things. <laughs> I've I. And man. we are like nine and a half years married, and I'm still learning.
0: How would I never brought this up?
2: I mean, you're so private about this, and it's like. This was bad to me, but it's, but it's not like your fault, but I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it truly goes to how people will hide. I mean, being ashamed of something for so long and not wanting to bring it up, it's, it's really difficult. You, you want to black out a lot of the bad things that happened. Um, Because when I think about it, that's all I think about is, is the shame and, and, How I disappointed people. What Um, happened
2: with your sister?
0: So when there was one night, um, I don't really remember what happened um, because I was sort of, I was kind of like blacked out. Um, So you were high on. Yeah. So I was back living with my parents. Um, This was obviously before marriage. Uh, way before marriage how My, how before marriage was this like a week before our marriage no I'm just kidding um yeah probably a year a Close year a before
2: year. marriage yeah a year before marriage
0: no not a year I'm sorry maybe two years before Be honest, marriage. Doug. I am because no I, I am because that's what started me on suboxone like full-time what happened my sister heard me coughing in my sleep and gurgling in my sleep, and she came in. And the the time when I woke up, I woke up to I was sitting in the hallway, um, with my uh, just in my underwear, and there was a cop and EMT there. What? Yeah. And I was unresponsive. I was like breathing. Uh, it was shallow breathing, uh, from what they said. But I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't waking up. And my dad said he kept hitting me and hitting me and 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 trying to wake me up. And then finally, I just came to.
2: Do you know yeah. you would probably be dead if you yeah. weren't with your family? Yeah. And no wonder why your sister has such anxiety.
0: Yeah. I know.
2: That is awful.
0: It was awful. It was absolutely awful. And the the one part that sticks out in my head. Oh. I mean, This is how quick it could go, but the last, it still affects
1: me. Yeah, sure.
0: Remember sitting in the back of the ambulance and the doors closing and me seeing my parents out the back window as we were driving away.
1: What were you thinking?
0: I was just thankful to be alive. How close that could have been to just not being here. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while.
1: Yeah, I did not. I mean, nine and a half years married, and I did not even know the depth of it.
0: I can't believe that I never said that.
1: That's what I mean, though. Is you just like things, and the problem is for you. (sighs) Like it's so freeing to just share that. Like you're not responsible. You are addiction is a disease, and it's awful. It destroys so many people. That's right. Their lives. Their family.
0: It's so scary. It's 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 terrifying for anybody out there now. Because this it doesn't take much. And
1: it doesn't take much for what? To die? Yeah.
0: To overdose. It do, it doesn't take much. <laughs> you know, taking the wrong thing or you know, sniffing something that you don't know what's in it. You're just, you know, the, you're just trusting that your your drug drug dealer is, yeah. I mean, these don't, these things don't get sold to you in prescription bottles. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah.
2: So a year or two before we got married, That's what your life to
0: like. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't make it past their wake-up call. A lot of people, you know, unfortunately, their rock bottom is death. And they never get a chance to come
1: out of it. I'm so proud of you, Doug, because that just shows, especially on like the hindsight, oh, of like my parents and like just both of their drug addiction and the fact that my mom is still battling today, and my dad. I don't know what happened to my dad, really. It's, I don't. It was know. complications from surgery. Yeah. <sighs> but, like, when uh, you say that your family has saved you, like, it is absolutely the truth because they never gave up on you. I mean, your sister saved your life that night, and you haven't even told me this.
0: And my, my sister saved my brother's life.
1: No wonder why your sister <laughs> is so anxious. I'm like, this poor mm. girl thinks she's gone through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She. She saw my youngest brother, Matt. She saw him from in the kitchen. She saw him climb up the side of the pool and fall in. And he, I mean, he was maybe four at the time, three, four. Um, and my mom was, was talking to the neighbor and didn't see it. And my sister ran outside and said Matt was, Matt just jumped in the
1: pool. yeah well
2: i feel like out of all of our couples therapy all of our marriage therapy all of the work we did with the experts on Married at first sight and you never ever ever told me this
1: i feel like that just goes to show you didn't trust me which makes me feel like it, but no, i know that's not fair to say and i'm not at all it's, trying it, to say it's
0: not it's not a a trust i mean you you've you've been you've been more than accommodating and patient with me through this and for someone that has you know for someone that has a drug history meaning how you were affected by drugs and i mean you You haven't given up on me and it's not a trust thing whatsoever because I, I trust you wholeheartedly.
1: Then why didn't you tell me? I,
0: I don't know. I think it's, I try to, there was a lot of things that I just tried to black out and just forget about and not, not say anything because it's shameful and it's embarrassing and something, something like, like that. I just want to forget. And just never even think about. And I... Yeah. It's not a
1: trust thing. Wow, this went a whole different direction than... Well, I'm glad that you feel... Like, you are safe enough and supported enough and loved enough to I, be I able can't, to share
0: it. Yeah, I, I I can't thank you enough for how patient you've been and supportive through this. I wouldn't be where I am right now going through the process of coming off of Suboxone without you.
1: Mm. Really? <laughs> I love, you. I love you, and I feel like I really know that God puts us together. Like I knew before I met you that I was supposed to marry you, and I've never really shared that. But, but I had it in my heart this feeling when I was dating someone like a long time ago who was like begging for me back, and he was. I knew he was jealous and manipulative and just kind of crazy. But and I just, but like the <sighs> comfort in me wanted to kind of like just stay with him because he was easy to be with him but I was like no I I just knew in my heart I remember this vividly standing in the trailer park and like knowing in my heart that I was supposed to marry someone else and and I just like never gave up on that which is so wild but like I don't want to I didn't want to say it because I'm scared of like the, the judgment from it but I genuinely knew in my heart that I was supposed to get married on TV which sounds so bizarre and I know that I've told you that before and I don't tell anybody that and it's very vulnerable to share that on this but like like I just knew that and like in a lot of ways I feel like you are my soulmate
0: and I feel the same way
1: and we weren't Like, and it didn't happen magically. It's not like I was like, oh, like, this is my Prince Charming. And, you know, like everyone knows the story. We don't have to repeat it. But, you know, and now just hearing about all that you've been through. And, like, knowing you and loving you and the fact that I would have never given you a chance if I had known all of this before. I don't think you would have. I absolutely wouldn't have. And no wonder why you wouldn't tell me because I wouldn't have given you a chance. I made it very clear that drugs and addiction, I just didn't want anything to do with it because I knew how devastating. I mean, it just, like, really wrecked my whole world apart. Like, it really did. My whole entire family. So, like, how could you blame me for not wanting that, you know? But for some reason, you know now that i'm married to someone who has i can't even believe that like i am married to someone who had such an extensive history with it yeah. who almost died from drugs and has been nine and a half years of marriage and i don't even know that till today because you never shared that with me
0: and even even leading up to being married um there was two or three people that as soon as as soon as the you know my history was was shared um, the relationship ended, and you know that. Um, that I mean that just comes along with the addiction part, but it also, it also drives people to not want to bring it up, and something as horrific as that. I I genuinely want to forget it. I, I I'm I, I had it blocked out of my head for so long. But I wouldn't be here without you. I wouldn't be where I am in the man that I am today without you.
1: Well, I'll tell you something right now. I think it's God. I really do. Because even before I ever met you, I had a feeling in my heart that I was supposed to get married on television for some reason. And I really. You know, you know that I loved the person, like not immediately before you, but Mm -hmm. I had this other love where I felt safe with and comfortable with. It was the first natural, normal relationship I've ever had. And it showed me that you can love someone and someone can love you with like no strings attached. And it doesn't have to be fighting and throwing, you know, throwing furniture, arguing and yelling and make up sex and all that. Like that's all I knew that love was until this other person showed me something else. But I still knew in my heart that he wasn't supposed to be the one. And I like, like let that go because I had this feeling in my heart. and like, I know we are meant to be together. 100%. And that's why I just never gave up. And I don't know what I would have done if I had known all of this. Like way back when I found that Suboxone wrapper, if I had known the extent of it, I don't know what I would have done. You know, and the only reason I never said anything was because we were pregnant, and I wanted to protect Henley. I didn't want Henley to know any of this about her, her dad, or her mom. But I can tell you right now that I am so proud of you, Douglas Hainer. Like I am genuinely so proud of you. That means a lot. I'm really so proud of you, and I'm proud that you're her daddy. The best father for my
0: children. Well, I mean, it's really because you're a great mom I and wife and
1: so proud of you, Douglas.
0: Well thank you. <laughs> just thank you for everything. Thank you for being there supporting me giving me a safe place to share. I would have never I don't know if I would have ever shared any of this. And it just would have been eaten away at me more and more but I love you more than anything in the world.
1: I'll always be a safe place for you. I really will. And I do. I will always love you and support you. I didn't expect that. Neither did I. We have to get our kids to the doctors. (sighs) They have their checkups today. This was... (sighs) Wow. Wow. It's. I mean I have no idea
0: it's just it's it's a weird feeling when a weight is lifted off of you
1: do you feel like that yeah I hope you know that nothing that you share with me could ever make me not love you because I already love you. It is what it is. And I also already know that you've overcome all of that, Doug. You have overcome it. And you need to just love yourself and know that you are you are an incredible human being. You are so strong and well, you're so you. determined.
0: That has been the hardest part. But just just recognizing that it's just it's just a part of my past
1: and it doesn't mean that's what you are now yeah and I'm sure it's hard because people like you were saying before a couple you just think
0: about ago, all the people that you you've hurt you've disappointed well
1: I I hope you know that you haven't hurt or disappoint me by any of that. Cause obviously that was before me and, yeah. and you've done nothing but try to better yourself <sighs> since, since I've known you and you've, and you know, from the beginning and I feel like people didn't, um people didn't know our whole story, you know, at all. all they saw was just what was on TV, but you know,
2: from the beginning, you have grown immensely. I
1: mean, in the fact that... The, fa- the fact that, you know, we even stayed together, given that I knew that you didn't really have a solid job. I knew that you lived with your parents. I mean, that was never portrayed on television.
0: <laughs> it was truly against all odds.
1: Yeah. And then just everything that we've been through, but I I believe in my heart that God put us together. Like I genuinely believe
0: that we are soulmates. We're meant to be together.
1: Like I genuinely believe and I don't necessarily even know
0: why. Yeah.
1: I don't even know why, but like we were meant to be together. And like, we've never given up on each other. And it's not like it's always been hunky-dory. It's almost like never been hunky-dory.
0: We don't know what hunky-dory is. Yeah,
1: we really don't know what that is. (laughs) But maybe from here on out, we start to discover it.
0: I really gotta go.
1: I know, we gotta go get our kids. But I wish I could just hug (laughs) you and love you. You can. (laughs) i got a
0: fertility specialist appointment
1: though. oh yeah you have that fertility specialist Is that today
0: no tomorrow
2: oh geez louise <laughs> oh no it,
0: yeah no like, that, wait
2: a minute did we double that's, book
0: that's tomorrow but no i i just don't want you to to get any oh. uh any thoughts in your head
2: because you have to
1: stay because I, yeah, I have to give a
0: I have to give us a semen sample tomorrow that's is great. it semen or sperm i guess it's the same thing that
2: is the same thing
0: uh all right well, thank you, Jagles Bagels.
2: Whoa, Jagles Bagels! Wow, that all came from your five-star
1: review. So mm. I wish I knew who you were so I could hug mm. you because,
0: yeah, well, that was like
1: really meaningful to me.
0: Doug. Truly, every every one of your comments, even after the initial revelation, has just—it's made me a feel better. It's made me have a better outlook on like life and sharing and realizing that you're not the only person that has gone through something.
1: I feel like it's helped us become closer. Immensely. I mean, today, yeah. I, I cannot think this jiggles bagels enough because it prompted you to open up and trust me. And I'm genuinely so thankful for that. Because the biggest thing that we've been missing in our marriage through all of this, you know... For those of you who've been following, you know that we were in in like severe therapy for so long because we were trying to stay married, but we were just having such struggles. And the biggest thing was that I'm like, communicate, connect with me, not just sexually, not by physical touch, like, like in my bones, like in our soul. And I felt like there was just bars on you and I couldn't ever like break through. And like your family wouldn't help me. Your friends wouldn't help me. No, I I did nothing I could do. And I was just sitting there on the outside, constantly looking at my husband. Like, I don't even know why he's not letting me in. And I'm like, I, What can I do differently? I don't even know.
0: Yeah. I mean, when the longer you go without opening up to anybody, it's, it becomes so much harder to share with anybody, and to trust anybody that you're going to be talking to to be able to receive that information without any judgment, without you know any resentment, without anything. And i I think that's the fear and the anxiety that people have. Of being closed off to the world.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: I'm going to go get the kids and then... Okay. You want to end up saying goodbye?
1: Yeah. I'll say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Wow. I don't even know, like, where to begin. Because that was a lot. And I can't even believe oh man i can't even believe that i've been married this long and i just never knew the extent of it but of course why would he ever even feel comfortable because a his girlfriends sounded like left him afterwards and then b i was always like drugs are so bad and i will never deal with it because of my mom like i just feel like that is like awful So of course he didn't feel safe to talk to me because I was already so judgmental about it because of everything that I experienced with my mom. Which just goes to show that like we genuinely need to be, you know, me, myself, obviously, but I feel like all of us as a society need to be way more loving and understanding. And I wonder if like, A part of me was supposed to be married to Doug because it will help me like love and forgive my mom because I know how strong my husband was and how support, how much support he had from his family and his friends to help him break from that habit, you know? But my mom, genuinely, like her most supportive people are her drug addict friends. At least that's what she feels like. And so, of course, that's why she keeps going that way. And, like, that really breaks my heart. And it's the strangest thing. Because, like, as it breaks my heart, it makes me want to, like, reach out to her and love her more. But I feel like I can't, because how can I let my kids be around that, you know? So, oh, it's just so complicated. Oh, boy, it wasn't, we had, like, you know, a whole different topic for this, um, this podcast. I was actually going to share, like, just our fertility update, just, like, where we're at with the fertility doctor, and then, you know, how Doug is on his third shot coming off of the suboxone, so he will be, like, free from, uh, you know, from needing that, and then the last thing, I mean, you know, we have, like, the list right here, of just, like, um, like, where we're at with renovating our new house, and, like, like I just bought wallpaper for Hendrix and things like that, Um, but then, like, truly, this five-star review, when I say that I feel like I am connected somehow to this community of amazing women and some men, because <laughs> sometimes the men will be like, hey, I'm, I'm a man, and I'm here too, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, but it's primarily women that have just really loved Anna and supported us since day one and, and and in a lot of ways I feel like that's my family because in a lot of ways I felt like I didn't have family um I can't tell you how meaningful it is that you connect with us and support us because in a very odd way like you help bring us together like your five star review which we always just share about at the top of the of the episode um we, you know, but this one, Jangles Bagels 124, oh gosh, like, thank you so much for opening up a little bit about yourself and your brother, because then that caused my husband to open up to me about probably one of the most traumatic experiences he's had in his life, and we've been married for almost 10 years, and he never felt comfortable enough or safe enough, or he just Wanted to block it out as he says, but honestly, I take that as he didn't feel comfortable or safe enough, which really breaks my heart because I'm his wife and he should feel comfortable and safe with me. Oh man. Oh, and it's just wild because we've been in therapy and we've had some heated discussions. I mean, I feel like our therapist uh, she would be like so like proud, which sounds so bizarre. But because I feel like it's been difficult trying to get my husband to open up. But anyways, oof, I don't even know how to end this podcast episode because I'm just like really feeling my feelings. But anyways, um, I'm going to just go with thanking you, all of you who have been watching and supporting us and loving us and praying for us and sending positive vibes out for us because yeah. Um it it is not lost on us how supportive and loving you've been over the last 10 years almost and truly I just cannot thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here for us even if it seems like we're disconnected because it's only over like the internet or in your earbuds if you're listening on the podcast or, like, on video via YouTube or something, or on the TV, I suppose, um, but I genuinely feel connected to you, oddly, like, and when I meet with you, like, yesterday I went shopping, and the, the cashier was like, Jamie, no way, it's you, and, you know, and I look like a hot mess, I mean, I have, like, <laughs> I just have been renovating this house and like also felt feeling very emotional with this fertility journey that we're on that I haven't really opened up a lot about because I'm just feeling so vulnerable and kind of weak from it to be very honest. Um, but, um, you know, this lady who's been following and watching and the way she like hugged me and like, I felt like her love and I was like, wow, like, a complete stranger, but yet she loves me, and, and I was like, geez, like, and so of course, you know, she didn't have her phone, because of course she's working, so I took a picture, and I emailed it to her, and then her message back to me, and I just, I'm genuinely so thankful, I mean, because my morning, you know, I, I've just been feeling sort of off with this fertility journey, and whatnot, and then just oh, so much is going on with the house, and our kids, and then my husband, and you know, and so, it's almost like I needed that nice, big, warm hug from a stranger who I oddly felt like I somewhat knew because she felt like she knew me. And that's where, you know, it starts to get strange though, because like you got to have a boundary because not everyone can feel like they're that close to you. But when I run into you and, you know, that happens, um, it feels, it feels just as good for me as it does for you. So thank you so much for, for being here like here and rooting us on and being part of like our family I mean that sounds so weird but you know our internet family I guess because I do think I should separate the two I don't want my children it's not safe for them to think that these are like you know because my daughter does go you know she knows what married at first sight is now because people will say Jamie and Doug for married at first sight and she goes married at first sight you know what is married at first sight um So that's just a whole other complicated thing because we're just normal people obviously and um, not necessarily used to that and how to navigate that with children. But I am rambling on now, but these are just like the real thoughts in my head and in my heart. And um, Anyways, just wanted to thank you though because truly like your love and support means the whole wide world to us. Like even her name was Kathy yesterday and I was at a Burlington Coat factory And um, I was looking for, you know, just like back to school stuff for my kids. And she just like the love that she gave me yesterday, even though she was so excited to meet me, but like that love that she gave me and those hugs, I hugged her like three times. I mean, it really meant a lot to me. And then obviously jangles bangles, 124, this comment meant a whole lot to me too. So one last thing that I wanted to say, and I feel like we should have said right from the beginning, I just wanted to say I'm so incredibly sorry about your brother who died from addiction in May because, my gosh, how painful that must be. And immediately, of course, I went to, like, my husband telling me a story about how he almost died, and I just went on to that topic. But jingles bangles, I am so sorry that your brother died from addiction I am so sorry about that. I can't imagine the pain that you're going through. And I'm sure that, I'm sure it's confusing because it's very confusing when you're the sober person and then someone you love is using or has used, you know. But to lose that person in the midst of that battle, I can't imagine... So I just wanted to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. I can't imagine. And I didn't want that to, I didn't want to end this podcast without telling you how sorry I am because, you know, it's easy for us as a like as human beings to just then internalize and kind of, you know, think about our own, like what's going on with us. We can't be, we can't forget to love on other people and the things that they have been through, and. Uh, in any case, I just, I just really wanted to tell you that I'm sorry, and that I hope that you are hearing this and seeing this because. I'm sure I can tell by your message that you're also a very positive. You know, you're trying to think of the positive and being uplifting and bright and whatnot, but I can only imagine the struggle that you're going through privately. And that's okay. You don't have to do it, you know. But anyways, I just want you to know that you are loved and that I'm sure your brother is so proud of you as a sister and looking down and thankful that you even remember him enough to, you know, to just consistently keep his memory alive. So anyways... I just wanted to make sure that, that, you know, jangles Mangles that, that you, you know, that, that your message really meant an awful lot to us that you I guess it's a five-star review, but, um, just the comment that you made really meant a lot to us in that, in that I will be thinking of you and your family and praying for you tonight. So anyways, um, yeah, I just didn't want to let this podcast end without saying that thank you for loving us and supporting us and I hope you know that it doesn't go unnoticed and I know there are some people that say you never see my dms you never respond to me I try so hard to respond to as many as I possibly can because it is not lost on me that that we are so fortunate to have this loving community so thank you and until next week we will see you again. (laughs) I don't even know how to end this. I'm so in my emotions right now, but I love you and I'll see you. We'll be back next week with another episode. Have a good week.